Hey folks, Tyler and Woody here. I know uh, that you guys are eager with anticipation for us to release the premiere of our second season. But mm-hmm. between now and then, uh, while we're on this break, we thought we would kind of provide you guys with a couple bonus episodes. Uh, today's episode is actually one that we had recorded before and it just never really made it off the uh, the cutting room floor, so to speak. Mainly just because we ended up having other epi- other topics that we wanted to cover this season. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this bonus episode. Did I tell you I got a bad batch of Think Bars? I don't know why you would choose like now to be the time to start digging into one of them, though, <laughs> is the thing. Well, I'm feeling a little shaky on that second bowl, and I felt like... You might want to like, you might want to just like calm it down with some carbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, what I said about such is, is uh, I guess it's like a mountain town kind yeah. of. Yeah. But it's so associated in my mind with like... Rednecks. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, methamphetamines, dude. That is the town mm. where I was close to whenever I had my like scary story from our Halloween episode. Is it, oh, is, yeah. it is it Lumpkin County? I think so. Oh dude, what about what <laughs> What about last night whenever we were playing D and D and like at the very end I just I just pretend like I was like looking up the thing and be like, Okay, leveling up. All right, now let me <laughs> yeah. just nonstop, dude. Oh man, man gosh, last night. Well, we'll get into dude. it here in a minute. But man, my throat just keeps on making crazy noises. Speaking of throat, dude, I get this weird little feeling. It is weird because I never get like cough kind of stuff, and I'm not really coughing yet. But like, it's that weird like metal kind of taste in my throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in a weird way, when I like, I don't know. It reminds me of being a kid, dude. So like, it's like the beginning of fall when you get that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like I'm not going to say I don't hate it, but I oh I know no you know what I, I mean know. it kind of just reminds me <clears throat> of being mm-hmm. a kid and kind of having just that time like the time of the year and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. No, I'm not there yet because it's still fucking 90 degrees outside. But. Yeah, actually, it got pretty cool out last night, man. And, well, and yeah. I will say, yesterday afternoon, like it was kind of rainy and just like the wind old, was just blowing. two old guys talking about the weather. You know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> How's the weather up there? And we I mean, do we need like to add that to the minutes. intro? Like our, you know, tabletop RPGs, the weather, <laughs> <laughs> things we hate about the younger generation, horror movies, like, farmers all slowly turning into like those dang old Muppets. You know, they're like sitting on the top of the theater, be like, turn it down, down there, dude. Speaking of Muppets, man, I've been like on this huge uh, kitchen nightmares kick. Oh my god, with Gordon Ramsay, yeah. And did the Muppets God, come so as like a surprise no, guest? Then no, no you go but like Muppet to no. Gordon listen, Ramsey? hold on, hold on. While he's like berating the hell out of these people, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, you're cooking like a fucking idiot, you Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I've never heard anybody use it like in a derogatory way, but yeah, man, it's, it's a pretty good insult. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it's a good intense. insult, dude. I have been watching way too many scary movies lately, and I'll tell you why, man. This is how I know. It goes back to whenever I was a little kid. Part of the reason why I didn't really watch them all the time, aside from my mom just being like, "Nope," mm-hmm. was I, I just have these like really vivid dreams. Of course, whenever you're younger, they're nightmares. I, I had one the other night, dude, that I don't want to call it a nightmare because it wasn't like something was chasing after me. It was more like... Oh, boy. It was more like emotionally scary. And let, 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 me, let, oh me, boy. let me describe this. So in the dream, it was like... You know how sometimes like details are just weird, like... You know, mm-hmm. it's prison, but like it's your grandma's old house or whatever. You know what I mean? It's always like weird. This wasn't necessarily that, but essentially I had to go to prison for like life sentence, man. And wow. in the dream, dude, the scariest thing about it was like I would feel the real like raw emotions of, you know, not being able to see my kids, my family, my wife, you know, and being like in this like scary prison although it kind of looked more like the interior of a hospital <laughs> the, mm. the beds were like hospital beds it was weird but i had to be in this prison <clears throat> and it was just like the, the like i said the scariest thing about it were, was all the emotions that came along with that now mm-hmm. uh, i will say that one sort of thing that made it oddly hilarious was that my cellmate was to <laughs> tobias Funke. Oh, man, the never knew. Let me take off my assistant skirt and put on my Barbara Streisand in the Prince of Tides ass-masking therapist pantsuit. And if you've never seen Arrested Development, listeners, you, first off, you need to watch it. But yeah. second, Tobias is one of the, just the funniest characters ever. And so, like, I would be going through this, like, em- emotional turmoil in my dream and feeling those emotions, like, actual, you know, mm-hmm. actually feeling them. And then enter like Tobias and be like, well, today's is just, a, you know, like at least today is not a, blah, 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 blah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. just super silly. And so when I woke up, it was like that weird mix of like that gut punch. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've had those dreams where you wake up yeah. and you're like, you, it's not like you don't, you know that it wasn't real, mm-hmm. but you still feel like icky or whatever, you know? I don't know though, man. I I mean, you've and, never had that before? Well, no, 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 no. I, I definitely have, but I'm saying... Uh, in response to you saying that it wasn't real, um, I ha- listened to this guy. He was like a, you know, I, I think he was like a physicist or whatever. Uh, but he he was really open minded in that field, and he was talking about like, okay, well, and it was a very sort of like flippant kind of throwaway thing. But it was like he was like, yeah, you know, and I mean, even dreams, uh, you know, maybe that's maybe that's how we. Uh, you know, we don't need a spaceship. We don't need a time machine. Maybe that's how we uh, traverse into other dimensions. And yeah, those dreams yeah. are not really dreams, but they're actually us in other dimensions. Yeah, dude, that's amazing that you say that because I th- and I know that we've talked about this daily before you and I. But I don't know if I brought it up on the show before. But like one of my favorite theories about dreams in general is that like our our consciousness, our spirit, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Uh, gets elevated to this like quote unquote dream dimension. You right. Know? And from there, you know, you do all these like things, whatever. That's why we have like different, you know, 
power sometimes or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But then that's also why sometimes you meet people mm-hmm. that you've never seen in your life. And I'm not talking about famous celebrities or anything like that. I'm talking about like just somebody that you're like, man, that person was like a real person. My imagination didn't just create this person, you know, like the physical characteristics, their face, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. And you go through this dream and then you wake up and you're like, man, that, that was weird. Or sometimes you feel like you've met somebody before and, and or, co- you know, quote unquote coincidences or, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Like deja vu? Deja vu. Yeah, exactly. You know, is because like we go to our, like we go to that dimension or whatever mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and, you know, pop into an alternate reality, which I didn't even think about that when I had this dream, but boy, it, uh. It was like freaky, man. Yeah, that's I didn't crazy. Like it. So, I, I mean, it it is one of those things that's kind of like, you know, if you think of it just from like a physiological sort of perspective, it's like, I mean, obviously, like our bodies need rest, but it's like it's interesting that like, you know, if you look at like the human race, it's like, okay, eight hours out of the day. I mean, not obviously, you don't have to get eight hours, but it's like, you know, for eight hours out of the entire day, like you know that's your that's our weakness it's like oh well that's when you strike your enemy that's when you yeah you know invade so it's like it is interesting that like so much time is like required every single day for us to like have to go to sleep and, and, and recharge and stuff yeah and that's the only place that we can go to this sort of dream reality or mm-hmm. whatever it is maybe it is just you know the downloading or uploading of of thoughts like throughout the day, like I know that's sort it is of interesting though. Like even on the on the like I don't know, is it, you know, dreams in general are just like interesting mm-hmm. because you know, is it like our subconscious trying to tell us something, or you know, because there's all these like dream interpretation, which schools know. of thought and and all that kind of stuff. But, I don't know how much I put into those though. I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I think I, it's interesting. it's all interesting, yeah. But yeah. I don't. I tend I tend to like the idea of us kind of going some, you know, it sounds so, I don't know, kooky, I guess, to say out loud, but like, you know, going to that other plane of existence and being in that in that dream world because like, I don't know, it's also just weird. Like, why does our body do that in general? Oh my God, my power's flickering, dude. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, if you believe, which I strongly do, and I mean, the government, you know, believed in it enough to spend millions and millions of dollars, but like, is this somewhat like in the same category of remote viewing and uh, uh, what is it, like lucid dreaming? Like, Mm. you know, is is remote viewing kind of doing the same thing that like, you would be doing in lucid dreaming or you know you could call it astral projection or any of that mm-hmm. stuff it's just that the remote viewers are able to do it uh, and they've sort of refined the process to the point where they have like complete control over it you know kind of like yeah. when you lucid dream yeah which i've never like i guess by technical definition really kind of lucid dreamt is that the I think that's the correct tense. But anyway, I've never done that per se, but I do remember like when I was a kid, one of the things my mom like, you know, 
it could have been one of those things that she just did to kind of like, I mean, you know how it is, dude, as a dad. You're just like, no, 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 all you got to do is this. Right. But I remember like having Most of nightmares it's made about up. Freddy Krueger and my mom basically kind of saying like, you know what I'd do whenever I would have nightmares? And I'm like, no. She's like, well, you just have to like in the dream realize that, you know, you're in a dream and that you're more powerful and then you can use your power. And so like I, mean, I that did is- that as a kid, dude, and like in the dream would you know, whatever superpower I wanted or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like... Um, Dream Warriors style. Yeah, and what's funny is, like, at the time when I was a kid, I'd only seen, like, one and two or something, you know, so it mm-hmm. wasn't, like... I'm not saying that I created the idea for Dream Warriors, but, like, at the same time, I am saying that. You mean you could So, have. I mean, I, yeah. I think now it's a good time for a lawsuit, right, to yeah. kind of get some, get some what I've owed, you know, what I'm owed. Long overdue, yeah. You know, hey... Mm-hmm. No, but dude, there's this movie that Anne watched on Netflix that deals with that like sort of astral projection, and there's it's like a murder mystery too. And it like, man, hold on, I got I got to ask her what it was, dude. Yeah, because I think in execution, I don't know if it was as good. Uh, I haven't watched it. It was like a maybe it wasn't a movie. It was like a mini series or something. Mm. Um, but when she described it to me, I was like, what? This sounds incredible, man. The story is like really cool. I got to ask her what it is. Hold on. And it was it was a murder mystery, but with loose kind of yeah. It's even it, there's it's kind of multi pronged. It's a, a lot of different stuff. It's like seemingly there's some like husband and wife drama, but hold on, all right, I'll wait until she gets back on that. But it's uh, it's cool because like essentially, well, I don't want to because I haven't actually watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to spoil it. Um, it's an interesting topic for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Dreams. Oh, like, speak- why do Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just going to say the uh, the OA, I finished that a while back. and The season two? or I finished the whole thing, yeah. And it's How many seasons is it, uh, Just two seasons. Is there? Okay. Yeah. I've only seen the one. Yeah, season you got to keep... Talk to me. Keep you got to keep going. It's, it's, it's amazing, but the ending really is sort of like... Ooh, it's uh, kind of jarring. What does that mean? You mean like uh, Game of Thrones style jarring? Um, no, not necessarily like that. Well, I mean, it is very sort of like St. Elsewhere drawing. Never seen I it. mean, did I just say drawing? Jarring, I meant to say, sorry. Never seen St. Um, Elsewhere. No, talking about dreams, uh, and you and I are, you know, obviously we've talked about this before because like uh, we started writing a book at the time years ago about it. But so mm. it, the impetus for all this was, when I was a kid, I used to have these two sort of separate dreams that would reoccur. Uh, one was I had the, I knew how to fly. Mm. And then the other one was I could breathe underwater. Now, what was weird about these is the flying one always had to do with like me getting my like breath right. Like it was this weird sort of process where I would have to like kind of you know, obviously I was really young, so I didn't understand like what meditation was, but it was almost this sort of like, you know, you know, capture your thoughts, like let everything sort of like fall away. And like, and this is, you know, in the dream. And it's like this weird sort of like, like slow down your breathing. And then you, then I would start like taking these like bigger breaths and bigger breaths and bigger breaths. And it would like fill up my lungs. So I could kind of like fly like Mario almost like, or float rather. Um, mm. I guess Mario three style. Um, yeah, or it wasn't really flying. No, Mario two, or are you talking? Oh about yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it was Mario two. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was almost like levitation, sort of. And uh, 
But then it was weird because I would always kind of get going and which this links to like a real life kind of uh, sort of phobia of like, you know, being in a hot air balloon and like something happens and like you're just carried away. Uh, but I would like start levitating and then like the wind would start blowing and then it would start blowing me up and up and up and I would get scared and then that's how I would wake up. Aside from that is like this other thing where I could breathe underwater. Now this was even more weird and this was sort of the 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 inspiration that sort of started this whole thing um, and it was part of a dream that kind of led to this this book that you and I had started writing years ago. Um, but it was, it was called it was called Gild, and it's kind of weird because like the gills are like right on the d- yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no I so I had had this dream where I could like breathe underwater and I hadn't had it for years and years and I, I ended up having it you know many years later when I was in my twenties and that's when you and I had kind of met and and everything was cool and and it kind of started this whole story but basically the dream would be. Um, uh, it was like I would be on the shore or I would be in the water, you know, on the verge of drowning or like somebody else would be drowning and I would need to like save them. Uh, and it was weird because I, it would always be like a thing where I would be underwater, like sinking. And so I would like look down and like uh, the, you know, my pointer and and middle finger on both hands would start glowing. So I'd like put my fingers together and then I would put them like, like hand over hand, like at the center of my chest. And I would do this weird thing where I would like, um, it's hard to explain. It's like this sort of like, I would, you know, they, so they would be like centered, two fingers over two fingers. I would pull out and then one hand would go down, one hand would go up and then it would like go back yeah, in you, place. You draw the word blood with your hands. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, no. So it's like you like pull out, one hand goes down, one hand goes up. And then you pull back in, so it's like you're putting, you're going from one hand being on top to the other hand, mm-hmm. right? And so when Switch I was, room. I was doing this, it was like it would give me this sort of like internal view of like my organs, and it was like I was right, yeah. like sort of changing the location of like my lungs and my diaphragm, and all of a sudden it was like it created this sort of like alchemical thing where I could suddenly breathe underwater like a fish. Um, yeah. It was really, really bizarre, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious, all you folks out there, if you guys have had like flying dreams or, uh, you know, breathing underwater dreams. Um, I feel like you told me something about. I had one. I had like a flying dream yeah. where it was like I was in this like a cockpit of something that was just like in between like a commercial jet and a commercial like huge like passenger airliner you know it was like mm-hmm. the the middle of that mm-hmm. and i was in the cockpit because like things were getting crazy and you know um of course who, who are they gonna call man not the ghostbusters because no. there's it's they gotta get woody up here mm-hmm. so i go into the cockpit i'm like what's and it's like all kinds of things are going crazy have the mask and dropped already i don't remember that part because i mean the dude this is like we're talking 20 years ago this dream mm-hmm. but needless to say we kind of get close to these like trees um, the treetops or whatever, and something hits the plane hard enough to where I go flying out of mm-hmm. the uh, the front windshield of this cockpit, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, whoosh, just like flying through the air, and it shot me out kind of like higher than the treetops, and I just remember like in the dream looking down and just being like, okay, man, I mean, I don't know, I'm kind of scared, but I, I can do this, and thinking like, all I gotta do 
is, is grab the top of one of these pine trees hmm. and then, you know, just grab it real hard as I'm slowing down and then sort of just like slide on down it. Just give it like a hug and just kind of slide on down it. This, this, <laughs> so then I like this, land. This feel, Sorry, but this feels like the dream of like, I feel like if the plane's about to crash, just before you get to the ground, you could jump out. Yeah, exactly. That's basically <laughs> that same kind of like unrealistic sort of confidence. Uh, confidence. And and so I grab onto the top of this tree, which, by the way, in my dream, isn't just like one long branch. It's just like this like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just like this little skinny thing. I'm like, whoa, you know, it's like, wow, 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 wow. And and I start to slide down it, and I mean, I'm not. This is kind of like a, a you know Pacific Northwest type tree. I mean, mm, it's just really hundreds tall. and hundreds and hundreds of feet above yeah. the ground. So it's still way up in the air. And as I'm getting down there, the problem is like the trunk is getting so big that I can't wrap my hands all the way around it Uh-oh. or my arms. And so it's like, uh, and I'm still too high. And then I woke up. Mm. Terrifying, man. Man, that's awesome. At the same time, I kind of still had that. Every time I got on a plane after that, I'd be like, well, you know, worst case scenario is I can just slide on down that tree. You know? grab, yeah, grab the top of that tree. After these messages, we'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. You are listening to That Would Be Rad. Yeah, dream, dreams are fascinating, man. I mean, I, I kind of eventually want to do an episode... Um, about remote viewing because uh, I, I think it's I just have this like sort of gut feeling that it's it's tied into uh, dreams but for the folks that don't know remote viewing is this um, it's kind of a process of like you know psychically I guess viewing or sort of somewhat uh, astral projecting your consciousness to you know other locations and what's what's interesting about it is like you know back in the 60s and 70s like the CIA, I mean, they sunk 
millions and millions of dollars, and they would have these, these, uh, these, you know, these guys and gals. Um, you know, they would set like a marker in a building, you know, across the globe in like France, you know, or like all over the place. And like, I mean, it was like pretty amazing odds where they would get everything completely right. Like they knew exactly mm-hmm. what the building looked like. They knew exactly what the, you know, the object that they were supposed to find. Um, mm. it, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. But there, there's uh, there's a guy called Ingo Swan, and he's he's really sort of tied into it. And apparently he was able to, like, remote view, and he found, like, these sort of, I don't know if they were, like, buildings. I know he found, like, canals, and I feel like they were, like, um, like these type structures, like, on Mars and stuff. Mm-hmm. When remote viewing, and then another thing that's really interesting is like a lot of the guys. I guess as it sort of went along, and I think Ingo Swan was one of the one of the head sort of proponents of this. Of like, you're we're not only remote viewing like out of our bodies, but we're doing it like outside of like space and time. So it's like you're not they 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 were able to not only remote view into like other sort of by location, but they're able to like move around like you know if you look at time on a linear sort of path they're able to kind of move around of like the time in which like in which and where they're sort of remote viewing hmm. which is pretty yeah. wild but yeah we, we definitely need to do a full show on it cuz it's it's pretty yeah amazing. the show the mini series that Anne watches called behind her eyes oh i've never and seen it that. and it literally deals with this man so we should we should watch it because i think it's only like six episodes or something Hmm. and is it like new yeah relatively new Hmm. what else you been into lately um so i actually took a break from reading the D &D books uh oh my god i know but i'm actually in the (laughs) middle of one right now um but because dude i had to start this book man you know we listened to that um episode of the uh the podcast called belief hole Mm. One Which, of my favorites. It's so good, man. Yep. Um, it's a really cool podcast. Listeners of our show, you'll enjoy theirs as well. So definitely add that to your list. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they talked about this guy who wrote a book called Disembodied Voices, mm. the, uh, True Accounts of Hidden Beings. And the author's name is Tim Marshenko. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, so listening to their episode, you know, it intrigued both of us, and I was like, I just got to get this book, man. Who, t- who told you about it, though, first of all? You did, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I get this book, and I mean, I haven't been able to put it down. Number one, it's so well written. We do have to do an episode just about it, you know, completely, because it it's, um, you know, on the surface, it talks about this author who had a, sort of, you know, an experience um, when he was around 12. Mm -hmm. And it kind of impacted him so much that he began this research that led to him writing this book Mm -hmm. to figure out basically what he experienced. And I don't really want to give anything else away other than it's just outstanding. And, you know, we just have to do an episode about it. Well, and the reason that we don't want to give anything away is because, Tim, if you're listening... We gotta have you on the show, man. Yeah, we gotta have you on the show. Uh, we will have you on the show. Yeah, it'll be cool, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fly all the way out to Canada and kidnap you. 
Uh, oh, he's too, Canadian? Too far. Yeah, dude. And Yeah, he's Canadian. And so there's like intermixed into like sort of international stuff that kind of uh, is super interesting in his book. Mm-hmm. The Canadian lore and folklore and stuff that, you know, we don't really know much about. Yeah. Other than, you know, the stuff that we've kind of researched and talked about on the show so far. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just so fascinating, man. It's just really, really good. Um, speaking of Canada, yeah, my art rep, Cam, uh, with Inky Knuckles is from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, everything we find out, it is weird how there's this sort of disconnection between us in America and Canada with us kind of being so close, but like, man, really fascinating stuff as far as like paranormal kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done several. I mean, I guess the the Valley of the Headless Men was mm-hmm. was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was one of my favorites, and uh, what what was the other one? Ostman, yeah, Albert Osman. O- mm-hmm. Is it Ostman? Yeah, it is Ostman. Ostman, uh, yeah, yeah. He was a uh, British Columbia, right? Yeah, he was out in that in that, in area. that area. And men, like I don't know about you, but like every time we do an episode about well, just another area. Whenever I'm looking into it, man, alive, I want to get out there. Yeah. It looks really, really stunning, man. I got a new flashlight, by the way, that's going to be perfect for, uh, it's like $800. No. Eight billion Uh, candle power. Lumens. 800 lumens, Mm. dude. And it just lights up the night, man. It's awesome. So when we go camping this fall, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be bringing that bad boy and we'll go, we'll take the kids uh, squatching. Mm, I love it. Dude, my neighbor actually... um, has like a like a laser pointer that uh you can like hit planes with it. I mean, yeah, I cool, man. I had one of those in middle school, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. but was it strong enough to hit airplanes? I don't know. I never did, man. I Not mean for fear that I would like cause them to crash. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's highly illegal, but <laughs> I mean that's pretty wild. What is he, twelve? Uh, Your neighbor's a middle school kid? <laughs> He's a middle school kid. He has a family. Hi, man. Come over here real quick. Let me show you my laser pointer. Three kids. Um, Hey, Josh. Cool, Josh. I have been on a huge... What's funny is I do this like probably... I probably fall into this hole about once a year. Um, Huge fan of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Mm -hmm. I don't really get into like Hell's Kitchen or the MasterChef stuff or, um, you know, all those. But like this is... Basically, Gordon Ramsay is this absolute genius, total badass, like British, you know, multi Michelin star winner chef. And he, it started out in England, but um, the later shows, I think there's like one or two seasons. Now, where are you watching it? Um, well, we just cut the cord on our, we no longer have satellite or, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, we bumped up our Hulu to like the Hulu mm-hmm. Live or something. I don't think that's what it's called, but it's it's basically like having cable, just mm-hmm. it's through Hulu. But um, yeah, they have like every season, and uh, guys, so a short version Hulu. Yeah, but I don't know if it's a no. Actually, I guess it would I'm be sure available. Is, I'm just, what I'm saying is I don't know whatever package we have, like bumping it up. If if like I'm able to see all of them because of that, or if it's on like the regular. Yeah, and it's called what now? It's just called Kitchen Nightmares. Um, and the sort of the premise is like these failing businesses, uh, you know, a lot of them are in this, these like tiny little towns or some are in like really busy great towns and they're just, they've just got so many things wrong with them. Like they're disorganized and they're dirty and like, you know, 
whatever. And so he just kind of shows up and like, you know, whips him into shape. And, uh, but God, it's so good. Like him just, I mean, my favorite thing is like, you know, we talked about it before, but uh, when he just insults the hell out of it, he's like, you're cooking like a fucking idiot, you stupid <clears throat> Muppet. <laughs> it's like I've never heard somebody use the, the term Muppet derogatory like that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, typically, it's funny, dude. Like, typically, I'm not a huge fan of somebody just like, oh, it's amazing, unnecessarily like going off on someone. But yeah. like with these shows specifically, yeah, a lot of times th- there was another show, obviously not exactly like this, but I do like these types of shows where there's like a failed business and then somebody mm-hmm. comes in and rescues it and whatever. Yeah. Do you remember that show, The Profit? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Same kind of deal. Except mm-hmm. he represents Marcus um gosh, I forget his name, but he is kind of like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. He's just like super nice. Um well, that's but the- he'll also like get intense yeah. when he needs to, you know. But it's always interesting to me to see these like because there's always like emotion wrapped up into oh, the business, yeah. you know. And so then much. and so like it's so hard. I mean, dude, we experienced it as like songwriters, right? Mm-hmm. You would like work on all these songs for however long. And then you'd get in the studio with a producer and they'd be like, Well, why don't you try that? And it's like immediately it's hard. You're like, Hey man, you're talking about my kid. Yeah, know? right, right. And it's it, like bringing your kid to the first day of school and they're like, Well, can you get him a haircut? And yeah. Like, and that's that's what's so great about the show, is like every single one and like you know, it, it's so entertaining. Like once you kind of get into the vibe of like what what the show is kind of about, but like every single time, it's like, no, I stand one hundred percent behind my food, and it's like, bro, you're microwaving food that you've like cooked two months ago, and then now you're storing in plastic bags and just yeah. reheating, and like, but like what makes what's so great about it, and the reason that it's kind of like sort of palpable, you know, you, you the reason that you sort of accept like him just railing and tearing into these people is like he really cares like he's a real sweet dude in the end and he like he lifts them up and he like you know he it goes beyond like just a restaurant a lot of times too because like you know if you have a failed business obviously that's going to carry over into the owners like your marriage and Mm -hmm. your family so it's like he goes to that where he'll like show up uh, and meet with like the whole family and like it's it's an amazing show though if you've never yeah, seen dude. it, dude. Please tell me you saw the episode with like the Italian guy, and he's just like I've seen them all. Uh, uh, the one where he's like, "What can I think?" Maybe I'd brought this up on there, but he's like, uh, "Don't you?" Ha-? Gordon Ramsay's like, "Don't you have like a chip on your shoulder?" And he's like, "What?" The Italian guy just goes full throttle out of the gate. <laughs> what kind of a chi- what ta- what kind of chip on the shoulder should I have? You know, <laughs> yeah. and and he's just like. He's like, well, how much does doesn't this what does this business mean to you? And so he went from, dude, this is so Italian. He went from like full blast, like what, like defensive, like what kind of yeah. what kind of chip should I have on my shoulder? And then he like asked him that question. He's like, well, doesn't this business mean anything to you? And he's like, my whole life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. Dude. Just like super mad and then super emotional. Yeah, straight up Italian. It's great. Yeah, there's a lot of Italian Italian folks on the show that like. That make for good TV because they are sort of, you know, I hate to like sort of label an entire group of people, but there is. Well, I'm, some, a, I'm Italian, so you know, I'll, I'll be the litmus test. Of yeah, being insulted by it. There's some. There's some consistency for sure in that. No, that was good. Any uh, any music you've been into lately? I know we were going to avoid this, so you didn't have to put songs yeah, no. in. But. Come on. <laughs> I just got a. I just got a couple. Can I say them? 
Well, no, because yeah, because every time I try to avoid it, it's because I don't want to like put them in uh, the episode. But then I look like I'm the one that's not a big music fan. No, yeah, you and I are both. So equally... I'm going to talk about. A co- I know, I know that, and you know that, but you know, I don't know that the. Uh, hey, I don't know that these guys outside of the neighborhood understand. You know what I mean? Knock around, guys. Um. Yeah, I'll talk about some music that I that I've been listening to, man. I accidentally, uh, I say accidentally, thanks to Spotify, I discovered uh, this band that, man, yes, they're like emo. Yes, they came out like at the height of it, but not like did they really? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought they not, were like a, not like. Um, when, I think the problem with the 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 genre of quote unquote emo genre. is that people will be like, oh man. Uh, they must be talking about some forty one or like a lot of that sugar yeah. candy pop punk stuff. Yeah, that's not what it, this is. More like leaning towards like the Taking Back Sunday side of stuff. Right. And this band's called Monine. Mm-hmm. And uh, this oh Jesus, I just started playing it. The song is called um, "Are We Really Happy with Who We Are Right Now?" Yeah, and it's just dude. There's so many parts in it that are just. I just loved man. It was just so good. Yeah, also, it's really cool. The Killers just came out with a new. Album. Yeah, I heard. I, I heard the first song, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I kind of had it playing in the background uh, while I was working the other day. And dude, it's it's good. There's some good moments. It's just uh, you know, it's just it's good. Yeah, our buddy Jesse yeah. actually uh, actually just text messaged me about it. Um, said it was pretty good. Um, it is interesting how there's like, and again, I've only heard the first song, but like, I I read an article. I guess from like paste, which, ugh. but they do do a great job of like kind of putting new bands in front of you. But the interview was with Brandon Flowers, the singer of the Killers, and he was talking about like, uh, you know, they it was almost sort of a conceptual sort of um, mm-hmm. decision to like you know put people from the area like at the beginning of every song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how it get a little annoying. It, it, it doesn't though. I mean, it's cool, man. You got, you almost feel like, man, what is what is this like a documentary that he found or something? Because they they go into like some intense stuff, man. Mm, but it's like, mm. you know, in a way to kind of, and I didn't read that article, but you can tell it's in a way kind of to pay. It's almost like an homage to their hometown, right? So imagine like us kind of going and just interviewing random people about this town and then throwing that in, at the front of a song. I think it's pretty cool. No, I mean like somebody would be like, yeah, man, I mean, you know, Jimbo was, I mean, you know, and so like it feels, it's cool, man. I liked mm-hmm. it. That, that part I actually liked. Well, he um, he's he's a big uh, sort of advocate for shining a light on, um, I guess, Las Vegas and mm-hmm. Nevada. Um no, I love that stuff. I love that sort of conceptual idea. It's kind of like uh, one of my favorite albums by Our Lady Peace. Uh, it's called Spiritual Machines, and he has like sort of Ray Kurzweil quotes at mm-hmm. the beginning of every song. It's kind of like the year is twenty twenty forty one. The mm-hmm. the you know technology has you know is sort of big futurist kind of thing. Um, I, I, I think love if that. It's stuff. Done right, yeah. If it's done right, it's super super rad. But I could see people not know, not digging it though. Yeah, maybe. Just who's know. like, I need to get, just play the damn song. Like, I don't want to hear Jim yeah. Bob talk about his, you know. Yeah, that's very true. But I like it. Um, I also discovered this, like, it's an instrumental, you know, it's a score uh, mm-hmm. by this guy. Um, 
The guy's name is Daniel Hart, and it's from the original soundtrack of this movie called A Ghost Story. And it's got like um, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck. Oh, Casey Affleck. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. I haven't either. I've heard about it forever. But I literally discovered the movie because of this soundtrack. I just happened to accidentally look like the cover of this soundtrack's album is just like, whoa, man, this looks like, what is this? And Mm -hmm. I just started listening to it and it's just music. And it's like, man, I mean, I think there's some... There's a couple of songs on there that do have like, you know, an actual, you know, singer or whatever. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just like this kind of creepy, kind of um, you know, uh I don't know, like dark hmm. mute, you know, piano and strings and stuff. Um, yeah. But then I watched the trailer of the movie and it looks kind of cool, kind of weird. Yeah. And artsy, but but pretty cool. Yeah, I I've uh, I haven't seen it either and I've heard that it's like uh, really, sort of an interesting kind of, you know, twist on the whole like ghost story. Kind of like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think a little bit like Sixth Sense and uh, what was the other one, the Nicole Kidman one, The Others, or the, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, like any of the shots that you see from this movie, it's like essentially the premise is like this ghost comes back to visit. I guess it's home, and you just see this person in a white sheet with holes cut out throughout the movie the whole time yeah that's while people are just doing what they do and so it's like i can't tell if it's creepy or whatever but it makes me want to see the movie for sure and i think in terms of it the score itself it just it's beautiful yeah um where where can you find that online that movie do you know oh that i think it's on netflix actually oh i think i'm not i'm not 100 on that but i've also you know how like well, you don't have Spotify, but every now and then it'll just be like, hey, recommended um, from your listens in the past, mm-hmm. you know, we think you're going to like to listen to this, basically. And mm-hmm. so it's like recommended for today. And the other day, that Get Up Kids album on a wire oh, so good, was recommended, man. And I re-listened to that, and dude, it immediately put me back to just the good old days, man, yeah. just listening to the Get Up Kids, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I love that, that band. Uh, our buddy Boo Boo... Uh, our old bass player, him and I, like he turned me on him, like onto him years and years and years ago, um, with the album "Something to Write Home About." It has like robots on the cover, and this is like sort of uh, this would have come out in 1999. So it was like, you know, just before, I think like Jimmy Eat World, the Clarity album had already come out that album you know it was before like emo kind of became like a like a whole sort of genre within itself but um yeah i love that uh, that era of like the early sort of sort of emo classics and uh and yeah the get up kids are definitely in there um when on a wire came out it was like it was sort of a departure in a way of like the the sort of typical emo fair like they were kind of to me it was almost like they were kind of like bridging a gap between sort of their emo roots with like i don't know bands like maybe like spoon and wilco mm-hmm. and like that kind of like yeah there was a little more like um not folky but yeah what, what would the word be i don't know i don't know either also a great album though um i i was hoping you would say the bands that i sent you the other day but i doubt you've even listened to them and that I don't is. I remember. It just depends on when you send them. <laughs> just the, I remember why now. It was like uh, 
you know, 11.45 on a set on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the answer is no, I didn't get to him. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you didn't listen to him when you woke up at like 3.30 the next day. Saturdays, I don't wake up at 3.30. It's more like 4.30. You know, 6.30. Jesus. I sleep in. Uh, no, the bands are, uh, one band is called Pine Grove, which, mm-hmm. man, it's like everything I've heard is like pretty amazing. And they're one of those bands that kind of piss me off because like you look at pictures and they look like they're just out of high school. Yeah. Other band is a band called uh, Pono, P-O-N-O. They're really cool. And then a, another band, which I think, I don't know if you turned me on to this or if if it was like a suggested thing when I looked up Monine, the band that you were talking about, but um, mm-hmm. a band called Foxing. Have, mm-hmm. have you heard I, of that? I don't, think I, I don't think I did. I need to send it to you. They have, they have a song called The Medic, which is really cool. Um, and then lastly, talking about like movie scores and stuff like that, weird synchronicity, but... This song has popped up like numerous times in my, not random, but what is it called? Um, like Shuffle. No, Brim. And it's, um, it's from a movie called True Romance. It's by Hans Zimmer, and it's called You're So Cool. Have you ever heard that? Um, it's really Probably, cool. but I, I, I can't like, you know, off the top of my head remember it. It's, uh, it's just this sort of quirky little score, but yeah, it's kind of great. Kind of 80s, 90s kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, super simple, but like it's really just like, ah, like pretty pleasant, you know? Very cool. Very cool. Oh, man. I guess I better get started with the real episode, huh? Go out and start a fight 
Yeah.